Welcome to 239 Uncensored. Everything Southwest Florida and beyond with your host, Tim Jurett. This podcast covers it all. Real talk on issues from real estate to real crime. Join the discussion on hot topics to politics. Don't get left behind. Be in the know about everything Southwest Florida and beyond. Welcome, welcome to 3Eye Uncensored, everything Southwest Florida and beyond. And we are just fortunate to have a great guest. He's been on before, Dr. Hobeka. Uh, Dr. Hobeka, we have you on phone. Can, can you hear us? I got you connected well, Chief Tourette. Nice to hear from you. <laughs> it's always good to have you on. And as you know, you're like our resident expert on the podcast for, for everything in the health health field. And, you know, I have a huge revelation to make. Yeah, It's just, uh, and, and you know about it, but I'm going to tell everybody on the podcast. So um, yeah, here yeah. it goes, you know, here it goes. I have tested positive for COVID-19. And yeah, I'm glad you said it, because if I said it, it would uh, break patient-client <laughs> or <laughs> violation. So, right. Yeah. So how are you feeling? I, I feel, I feel great, actually. I'm, I'm very fortunate. So far, so good. I would say that I'm asymptomatic i guess but i do have some scratchy scratchy throat other than that i feel good no temperature thank goodness because i know with temperatures that can cause a lot of problems uh i can breathe well i've been eating a lot i have been a little bit sleepier than normal but i think that's probably because i don't have a lot to do and I'm, you know I'm, I'm really going crazy at the house already and it's only been day day one or two here yeah so those are pretty classic symptoms we're seeing in people now it's, it's actually when you ask them if you ever had the flu and they'll often tell you most people today are saying the, the flu is really much worse it gets a lot harder it gets a spiking fever and and uh, really uh, challenging cough and and other real you know concerning symptoms much much less than this covid infection these days it's really it's been really nice to see that it's infecting people a lot differently in, in, a, in a good way well, that's good. Now, let me ask you, though, what should I expect? I mean, I probably picked it up. I was out of town. I went to Tampa. Went to a, a couple functions there, small. And, I'm, and I've been really good about wearing a mask, especially at work and around other people, because it's not so much I didn't want to give it to anybody, but I didn't want to have somebody give it to me but both ways. So I've been really pretty good about that. But obviously, when you go out to eat and you're, you know, you're walking around, there's people, it's, there's always a chance to get it. So I believe I might have gotten it probably like Sunday, Saturday, Sunday. I came in to see you. It might have even been a little bit before that, not sure. And it's been since probably Tuesday. So what should I expect at this point? Do you think I'm maybe going to have a rough weekend or you don't really know? Well, it's hard to predict, but most people... So, so let me clarify. So there's, this, there's this term we use called incubation period. And, and that's what we always try to find out when somebody has symptoms. We try to find a little information. So... You almost for sure did not get it Saturday or Sunday. Oh, okay, symptoms, okay. Yeah, if you had symptoms pop up, again, I think it was Tuesday and you called, you got to almost go back at least five to seven days is typically when somebody would have had an exposure. So even though we talk about this incubation period of viruses, this coronavirus is pretty typical to a lot of viruses, the incubation period is, is somewhere between zero and 14 days of 
when you would be exposed to it and when you likely could develop symptoms. So we're seeing on average really pretty, pretty um, consistently people when we go back and trace their contacts and where they've been, they're roughly uh, uh, day seven is about the magic number we're seeing. So somebody has symptoms on, uh, on a Monday or Tuesday, we'll go back and say, where were you last Monday, Tuesday, or even possibly the weekend before. And it's, and it's usually they'll say, well, I was, you know, with some friends or with a crowd and somebody didn't really feel great. And we were able to many times trace it back to a specific source, but it's not, we haven't seen a lot of people just going out to a restaurant, you know, a week later, all of a sudden have symptoms. It's, 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 that, that would scare a lot of people thinking they can't go out. Um, it's usually because of some contact some personal contact with somebody that was mildly symptomatic. Okay. So, and thought they made a cold or allergies. And indeed that ends up being what it is. So answer your question, I, I think you're probably through the bulk of it. Your day, what, two or three of symptoms and, Usually this is, you know, the next few days when we see things um, peak if someone's going to get a little bit worse. But you sound really good, and if you haven't had a fever, this may be the worst of it for you. Well, I'm hoping that's the case. And and like I said, I'm really cognizant of the fact that other people haven't been so fortunate. I mean, it's hit some people pretty hard that I know. I guess the big thing is, and I'm sure everybody asked this too, um, why does COVID hit people so hard and, and, and others get very minor symptoms, if any? And, you know, I understand there's, there's comorbidities, I guess. That's, that's what you might call with uh, maybe like uh, breathing and high blood pressure, things like that. But what, why does it hit somebody so hard and some people not as hard, even healthy people? Yeah, so the, the simple sense is we don't absolutely know. Because we know people that can have a lot of issues. Even some there was some people on TV recently. There were two sisters, a hundred years old, and they both had it and did fine. And then there's the the young twenty five year old who we, we've heard stories. You know, guess it ends up in the ICU. And then unfortunately, we've seen some people young pass from this. But what's what the what's sort of evolved over time is we're not seeing quite as much of that as we might have four months ago, four or five months ago. And they. There's a suggestion that the scientists have proven that this is um, attenuated, which means it's gotten less of its its virulence. It's not as um, it's not as infective in the sense of harming people like it once was. Okay. And then it also do with the fact that there's genetic drips in the virus in the in the replicating material the RNA that it is just today in general it doesn't seem to be harming people anywhere near where it did. So. Um, we're hopefully going to keep continue in that direction where, you know, the death rate, for example, is down, I think it's less than 0.2% when there was a lot of talk in the beginning, even when we spoke a few months ago on one of these podcasts, it was, you know, the, the kill rate was, you know, in some cases, three to 7%. It was, it was rumored to be, but we now know that that's not the case. It never was that high, but, um, it's changed. The virus has changed. I got you. I got you. So now let me ask you this. How long do you think I'm sidelined? I'm, I'm day two. I'm going nuts at the house. Uh, you know, how long, uh, CDC recommendations, your recommendations, will I be sidelined? Yeah. So CDC would say that it's the day of your onset of symptoms. So I believe that was Tuesday. You would be really out of any significant exposure, to anybody for 10 days. So we would ask okay. you to isolate, not quarantine, but isolate. Meaning, stay away from any family members, certainly any friends, 
10 days. But the truth, the reality is that once you start to feel better, you have no fever, and your symptoms are, are at least subsided for 24 hours, you're technically not infectious at that point. So that, we think that's probably around seven days. But our guidelines are not to give people clearance to return seven days or, or socialize or, you know, re-engage their, their normal activities then. It's 10 days. Right. So I, I have a good feeling that if I even attempt to go to work on day 10, that everybody's mm-hmm. going to look at me as I'm walking down the hall like I'm crazy. So I'll give it a couple extra <laughs> a couple extra days if <laughs> people yeah. be freaking out, you know. So there's Tim. He's got, I've had a lot of phone calls and everybody's like, is there anything I can do for you? And then you know, I said, yeah, just bring over something. They're like, well, no, no, we're going to we're gonna shoot it with a slingshot as we drive by. We're not going near your house. I'm just kidding, obviously. You know, yeah. But, but, but uh, it's, it's, definitely a, it's definitely a situation where you, you want to make sure you go back and you're, and you're clear and free. That's it. Yeah, and, and if you, you didn't ask it, but if you say, what's the strategy to go back? Do you retest? You do not retest. You can't retest because the tests will often remain positive for a while, weeks, if not months. And it's really a clinical uh, return. It's, it's, once the symptoms have resolved, it's a, you're, you're, you know, you're, and you've served or and done your 10 days of isolation, you are clear to go back, period. That's good. That's good. That's, that's good news. Now, let me ask you this. Are we getting better, you as doctors uh, in the hospital, as far as how we're treating the folks that are coming in and need to be hospitalized, are we are we getting better as we go? Um, well, maybe, because there's really been no huge breakthrough. There's a couple of medicines that we've seen on the uh, news that um, um, that there have been FDA approved, but essentially the treatment there hasn't been any significant treatment supportive. And one of the things that has changed is when people start to develop the or if they if they develop some of that those findings that you'll see in the lung, the pneumonia, the COVID pneumonia, we don't jump to putting them on ventilators, even if their breathing becomes a little challenged, because that's been proven to be harmful and the recovery is not as, as effective if they've, you know, didn't, if they don't, don't ventilate people with the mechanical machines as quickly. So we have found some things out in terms of procedural and, um, but again, the virus itself is not attacking like it once was, which is, so favorable to us. Uh, hopefully, that trend continues. But um, but there's no magic magic medicine here. Well, now I've been drinking tea, a little bit of tea, and then I've been drinking a lot of liquids. So I'm just hoping if I just you know pound that stuff down, I'm I'm going to be a little bit better. And I think that's probably good if you have any type of flu or any type of sickness, right? You don't want yeah, dehi- to well dehydrate. Yeah, staying well Absolutely, that's exactly it. Staying hydrated is good and keeps the secretions moving and thinned out. So uh, it's all that's all helpful. Yeah, no, it's good. Sure. Now we have obviously we have the winter season coming up. We have flu season. Give me some thoughts on that. I mean, what do you what do you feel that we should do with the flu shot? You know, do you think it's with a combination of potentially having a vaccine maybe end of the year, maybe in the spring for the COVID nineteen? Any thoughts on that? Yeah. So so the predictions would have been. Six months ago, and now it's going to be awful. Flu is going to hit at the same time that we're going to see a rise in cases, and we've seen a rise in cases for sure in terms of the COVID nineteen. There is some flu starting, and but yet with the precautions we're taking, COVID nineteen, the theory was that we're probably going to 
slow down, if not effectively block some of the normal flu that might uh, develop. And that's it, so thus we make it a, a really light flu season as well. Again, we, we don't know that for sure, but sort of a suspicion that's out there based on the fact that we are wearing masks and, and socially distancing that naturally the flu won't be as, as prevalent. But um, the vaccines, I think, is a good idea. I don't ever, ever try to talk people into vaccinating with it. I personally get it because I think it's protecting that even if it's some years it's not as effective. It's still some protection. And people that have had the flu, they know that it's a miserable four or five days. So if you can get something that will give us a little insurance and, and try to prevent, you know, I'd suggest people do that. Now, the vaccine for COVID is coming out in the near future. I think we're going to see something very soon, maybe even within the next four to six weeks, which I think will be good. It'll be interesting to see how effective it is and, and when it's given out in, in, you know, mass quantities and see if there's – we'll know pretty quickly, actually, if it, if this is a, an effective vaccine. Not so much of it does it work or not, but will it truly start to slow down the spread of things? In theory, it should, and, and I'm, I'm much more supportive of of this vaccine. I likely may indeed even get it if it's available when six months ago I might have said, eh, probably not. But um, we're going to see on that. But flu season might not be that bad okay. if we continue the precautions we're taking. Okay, that's good. Now let me ask you this. Yeah. You're seeing, I'm sure, a lot of testing. What have you seen as far as numbers, like percentages of people testing positive that come see you? Is it increased, or where are we at yeah, with that? Yeah. So when the sheer volume goes up, meaning people are getting it, whether, and, and again, most of it's been very mild. But like Really like your symptoms are the, are the common uh, complaint we're seeing. They're not really sick, but they're sick enough to know that they ought to get checked out. Um, and I think our positivity rate is around 9% right now in the county. And I want to say it's 7.5% in the state. So definitely numbers are going up. Again, would you rather have the numbers go up and the disease be mild or the numbers stay relatively low, but people get really sick? I certainly think this, this is a better option right now that we're seeing um, a much milder disease because people are getting over it without, with very little effort and not I mean, I had one, I know of one hospitalization, which was an overnight last weekend on a, on a patient. And that was just precautionary. Okay. We haven't seen a hospitalization for this, or I personally happened in, in maybe a couple months even. Well, that's good. That's good news. Yeah. Now the big question is, I'm kind of, I don't want to use the word happy. I mean, I'm glad that I'm kind of, I, I've been exposed to it, right? So I've got COVID-19. Yeah. What are my chances of getting this again? I mean, some people say I'm immune now. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get it. I, I don't know if that's the case because in the past I've gotten the flu more than once. Is that kind of yeah. like same similar type of thing, or you, you know? That's a good question. I, I can't say I fully know, but it's in terms of this current outbreak, you should be protective for quite a while, unless this changes dramatically and it, the, the, the genetic um, makeup of it is a completely different um, sort of strain. You should, you should be protected for a while. I mean, we've had people that, that have had um, good antibody levels six months, seven months out now, which is really good to see. We don't know how long that's protected for, but we've not seen a lot of reinfection. We know there's a few cases reported, but 
you should be you, know, you should be in good shape right now, at least for I would expect this season. And you're right, we're all thinking when is our turn, when is our so this is probably the better scenario for someone like you. Get it, you're kind of isolated, you're not having much symptoms, you're getting catered to, people are bringing you food is, is what you're telling me because you're <laughs> yeah. begging for it. Um, they, they, they hope they're bringing you tough. some beer. So. <laughs> Times are tough. <laughs> Times are tough. <laughs> um, but it is kind of, it, it, there is a sense of like, I, I, let's get this over with, but you know, we still try to, to continue running from it if we can for those of us that aren't infected. Just to just to try to not look for trouble here in case you're the unlucky one that could have one of these odd, yeah. really complicated cases. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting. I noticed the, the first time that I got tested at your office, I mean, it was like, I mean, it was like, crazy i mean oh my god that we got one in the back we got one in the back we, we, you know light sirens the whole nine now it's like it's it's kind of like you guys obviously are very careful and protective but it's kind of like yeah we got one out there let's go stick the thing up his nose and you know yeah. five ten minutes later we got an answer i mean it's it's come a long way really quick and it, it seems to me like you know you guys your office has been great um it's been great just to see how things have advanced over a fairly short period of time, uh, how we're doing these testing. Yeah. And I think part of your, your, your observation is that before it was, everybody would be gloved up, masked goggles and gloves and, and all this PPE. And now we're, you know, because we, we sort of know that the, you, you know, you just don't get it across a parking lot or in very short contact with people if they're not confident. And that, we are, we, there is a, there is a little bit of, um, you know, glove up, mask up and stuff, but the, the infectivity again, it's just, it's not like it was originally thought that if you, you know, breathed in the same air in an open space outdoors, you'd get it. And that's just not the case. So there is more of a routineness to it. And, you know, let's go swab the nose, let's process it and we're getting results quicker. And, and more importantly, the advice of, of, you know, allowing, you know, giving people direction what they should do or not do and have a place to call is important. I realize more than ever that the, the information and dispensing of the information is so important. It just can't be, you know, everybody's on their own or they have to run to the hospital every time. There's, it's important and we're trying to stay out of it. I think everybody is. It's a healthcare profession. So it has been a lot more routine, I guess, is the bottom line. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And you, and you guys, is, you, your office has been fantastic. I know a lot of the other places are, are, are very good as well. And, the reality is in March, April, May, the reality was if you got this, you, you're probably, you know, the thought was you, you got a really good chance of dying or being in the, you know, so now I think people are understanding that, listen, it's, it's serious. We got to take it serious, but the chances are, you know, of you losing your life to it are probably a lot less, obviously, and we know a lot more about it. I guess is would be good to say. And, and, you know, chances are you're going to get sick. You're not going to feel well, but you're probably going to get out of it. And we all know somebody who's been through it and, you know, everything yeah. is going well for him. Is that a fair statement or? No, it, it sure is. And last time I think when we did the last podcast, I was trying to give some, some advice and things to take home. And you know, we talked a little bit about vitamin D. We, there's a, there is a, a consensus among experts that, People with low vitamin D seem to be somewhat susceptible more than uh, 
then the, 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 the common folk who's not vitamin D deficient. So we're, we're strongly recommending everybody be on a vitamin D supplement. And it's as simple as, like, for example, I take 5,000 units a day. It's a little gel cap. Right. It seems to be the, the, a number that is easy to remember, and I advise everybody listening that if they don't have themselves or their kids on some vitamin D every day, got to get those numbers up. That's one thing that is a, a, a protective mitigating factor is that this vitamin D okay. deficiency, and that's an easy step so, uh, to take. No, that's fantastic, fantastic. Any yeah. any type of any type of advice like that is really good. Anything else to throw in here about this COVID or health wise and call your county and no. how, how are we doing? No, I think the other thing that I would say that we're we're finding just in general is this is this originally was, hey, if you have a fever, if you develop sudden cough and chest heaviness, and those things are still important, but we're not seeing people that are infected have those symptoms. So we remind people constantly, hey, if you wake up and you feel maybe just a little off, you got a headache, maybe a sore throat scratchy, those are the ones that we're trying to stop. Don't go into work. Get a test. Let's see if this is what it is. And a lot of times that's exactly how they're presenting, extremely mild symptoms versus that same person gets out, doesn't feel quite right, but goes into work thinking, ah, it's allergies, I just... And then two days later, now they've got more of a persistent headache. They feel like they've got a cough now, but they may, but by stopping it in the beginning, having sort of the self-awareness of very mild symptoms today is what people are presenting with. They wouldn't have exposed their coworkers to a couple of days of maybe being mildly symptomatic. We're seeing that that is a way to spread it. So we're reminding everybody, if there's anything that, you know, you think is a little bit off, it may seem maybe silly and, and not something to warn a call to a medical professional. Those are the ones we're finding are sneaking through and going to work and working. Right. And they shouldn't be. Right. That's a good point. And, and my big thing about having this, I don't want to give to anybody else. And then like we discussed briefly yesterday, my dad just passed and he was in his eighties. I'm, I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad not that he's passed, but I'm glad that I didn't have to worry about him getting, you know, COVID and being stuck in the hospital by himself and, you know, 80 years old, it's just not a, not a good scenario. So, I mean, I was blessed in a way that he didn't have to go through that. So I think my obligation or people out there's obligation, if you feel a little bit funky and something doesn't seem quite right, go ahead. And they're making it fairly easy now everywhere to get tested, you know, go take that test and, you know, get it before you go into work because we all want to go in, at least me, I like to go into work and, you know, with it, you know, if I'm not feeling great, because that's just the way I've, I've, I've been brought up, but you can't yeah. do that anymore. Let's just, let's just get tested and make sure we don't spread it to other people. And then, you know, that would be obviously a, a problem because, you know, the workforce, especially in, in law enforcement, medical health, all that stuff. If, if you have one person that takes down uh, 10, 20, 30 people, that's going to be a problematic situation. As you know. Yeah, and 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 I and you you cannot emphasize that enough. It is not the person that all of a sudden spikes a fever. We're actually not seeing fever in this this last few months. It's it's less likely to have a fever. It's way more likely to get up, kind of have a headache, lakey, but think nothing of it and go into work. That's not what we want to have happen for sure. So it's good that you emphasize that. That is so important. Well, I want to thank you, Dr. Hobeka. Again, you're always just a, a wealth of knowledge and just fun to have on. I want to stay updated with this, and, and I'll, I'll probably give you a call this weekend 
and kind of give you an update and let you know where we're at. And we can jump on and, and uh, you know, just give people a, a heads up. But the big revelation is I tested positive. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, glad in a way because I feel, I feel great and I have it. And hopefully it'll, I can get, get it behind me. So that's a good thing. Yeah, and you'll, you'll really see who your friends are because they're going to avoid you for the next month or two. But um, so, so your know, real friends will do that, you know, yeah, the you, smart ones anyway. And you know all my friends, and they, they're, they're like a long ways away from me right now, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, let me let me say this to any listeners. If they're worried about Tim Jurett, no worries. This guy's maybe not the perfect health specimen, but you will you will do <laughs> I'm kidding on that. You, you've done great, and you will do great, and uh, you know to call anytime. So you know it. Um, I'm happy to be on, by the way, and I think we should do this more often. Yeah. If people have any questions, maybe there's a there's, can they email you questions or not? Yeah, absolutely. Email me questions. My email address, and, and we've got tons of li- listeners now. It's it's amazing. My email address is Tim at Studio two three nine LLC dot com. Tim at studio239llc.com, and I will go ahead and, and push him off to Doc, and we can, you know, get him on there. Eventually, Doc, we're going to be, like, live a little bit. We'll be able to do some of this stuff, And but if you have those questions, we'd be, we'd be happy to, you know, answer them. Obviously, not me answer them, but Dr. Answer, <laughs> Dr. Obey. Yeah. But, no, that would be great. Any type of question, right? Health, you're, you're, you're good. Yeah, with I think people love the, the ability to ask a medical related questions and as long as we're, we're fairly if we maybe do this i don't know weekly or whatever we'll get a chance to answer them quicker or send them to me and i'll answer them and and i'll be happy to, to call anybody that might want to chat i'm always available i don't mind at all yeah and you know our goal we're gonna eventually have the studio it should be done january middle of january so we're right down the street from you so we'll be able to have you in and we'll be able to do a lot of good things there so we're just very fortunate to have you, and, and you're a great doctor. You're always available for us. You've just done so much for public safety people during this whole thing, and, and to have that ability and have somebody that really cares about you, I, I can't say enough, uh, and thank well, you. Thank you. Appreciate the comments, and uh, thanks again for having me on tonight, and then we'll, we'll pick this up next time. You got it. You got it. 239 Uncensored, everything Southwest Florida and beyond. And, Doctor, guess what? We are out. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Please make sure to download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And don't forget to like and share on social media. This has been a Studio 239 production.